welcome to the Happy Whole You podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Hey, you guys, I have Dr. Sheila Cabane, who is a board certified pediatrician who is also trained in integrative medicine with Andrew Wheel, MD at the University of Arizona. And she practices her medicine in Charlotte, North Carolina, and consults with physicians from around the globe using her holistic strategies to help their patients resolve eight chronic and reoccurring health conditions. She's also the author of Healthy Kids, Happy Moms, and has this amazing book and resources that she's going to talk about today to support you and your kiddos. So here we go. Dr. Kilbane, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really happy to be here. Thank you for all the work that you are doing. Oh, thank you. I am just so excited to have you on because as a parent, I have, you know, been looking for other doctors where we can kind of bridge that gap between Western medicine, Eastern medicine, integrative and all the good things, right? Because there's good on, on all sides. And you have written this amazing book to simplify some things parents and practitioners and a lot of research is in the book as well if people want to dig deeper. But first, why did you decide to go into medicine and then what led you to start practicing integrative medicine? Yes. So I think I was one of those lucky people who as a kid, I knew that I wanted to be a physician and I, I just loved science. I loved cutting things open. I was a, I was always fishing with my dad and I was catching whatever I could. And I was also the one in my household, even from a young age, whoever had a, a you know, a sliver, a splinter, or they would come to me to, for me to take it out. And so it was, I, I always knew that's what I wanted to do. And then when I got out of residency and I started practicing medicine, I realized it was the same kids coming into the office each month. So it was the kids with, and this is a familiar list that your listeners will know, right? These kids would have reflux, eczema, recurrent ear and sinus infections, chronic runny nose, allergies, asthma, abdominal pain, constipation or loose stools. You know, they might have the dark circles under their eyes, the bumps on the back of their arms. They might be a mouth breather. And what I realized is the medications I was prescribing were just treating the symptoms. And sometimes we need that. Amen. Right. And that's why I love integrative medicine is because we do the best of both worlds. But what I realized is that I was adding medications on and we would do say it was a child with an eczema flare up. We would give them steroids. They'd be on the steroids for two weeks. They'd stop them. Two weeks later, the eczema would flare up and they'd be back in the office. And so at you, you get to know these families really well because they're in the office often. And so, and I'm not somebody who's going to keep doing the same thing over and over. So I just kept 
asking myself, what is this? And it was, you know, when I'm prescribing antacids to two and three month old babies, I'm just going, there's got to be a different way. And moms were saying to me, is there something else we could do? And recurrent ear infections were another biggie with that. And so I'm also a, a good listener. And I remember the first time a mom said to me, you know, Dr. Kilbane, I, this was a baby, a little boy I've been seeing since he was born. And this was, he was around nine months of age. And she said, you know, Dr. Kilbane, I took dairy out of my diet. The mom was breastfeeding still and Johnny's eczema improved. And I said, okay, but he was also having recurrent ear infections and he was, he was still getting ear infections. So I said, I don't know why that is, but keep dairy out of your diet. And I will call my friends who are naturopathic doctors and I'll figure out what we're going to feed him when he turns a year of age. And, you know, when, depending on when she decides to stop breastfeeding and all that kind of thing. So in the meantime, I had to refer him to get ear tubes because he still had, he had chronic fluid in his ears and that can impact a child's hearing. And so she was kind of dragging her feet. She didn't really want to get the ear tubes and, before his one year well visit, there had been an insurance glitch. So she, she had canceled the the surgery ended up getting canceled. And then right before his one year well child check, mom ate a big omelet. So a bunch of eggs, right? So she's, she's still off dairy, but she ate this big omelet and he had a huge eczema flare. So we go, okay, it's dairy and eggs are the two big culprits to the eczema. Let's take him off of the take mom and him off of eggs and dairy. So she did that. He's still at that visit though, had fluid in his ear. So I said, we, you know, you need to come back in a few weeks. Let me recheck his ears. So after she removed the eggs, the eczema fully cleared. And then three weeks later, the fluid in his ears cleared. And it's, I I think about it now. And I remember somebody telling me, Sheila, you need to write this stuff down because you won't remember how you used to practice. And it's, I, I didn't know what was happening at that time. And I didn't really understand this concept of cumulative inflammation. I mean, we talk about inflammation in a, you know, some very specific ways in medicine, like a sprained ankle. And we'll talk about that, you know, in a minute, but this thought that food played a role in it had was nowhere on my radar. And it was, I I was pretty quiet about it because I really thought, and I was seeing, I was, that's what I was doing first is I was removing dairy and watching these illnesses melt away or improve significantly that list of illnesses that I was talking about. And I really, I thought to myself, this has to be a fluke or I would have learned about this previously. Somebody would have told me about this in my training And so I just, you know, I was very quiet about it. And my partners would come and say to me, what's that voodoo medicine you're practicing, Sheila? And then a year later, they're coming to me saying, Sheila, what are the dose of those probiotics? And so it's, you know, I've seen a big shift just within my career of how people are open to it. And that's been great. And we've so and the naturopathic doctors, as you know, have been practicing this way for years. And my friends here in Charlotte who are naturopathic doctors are like, oh, they kind of roll their eyes. Like, all right, medical doctors are finally getting it. Now we're all beating our chests going, oh, look at this, look at this. So it's, it's just such a huge toolbox. It brought back my profession, the love of what I do, because I was, I was feeling super discouraged and burnt out pretty quickly. It and feels it's so good to help people. 
that's why you got into it. Right. And one thing I remind my clients is, you know, I remind them that, you know, their doctor doesn't know the, the doctor can't know everything. I can't know everything. Your chiropractor can't know everything. So it's, it's going to different practitioners to support yourself, but ultimately you know, your body better than anyone else. And when I talk about food with clients, we talk about, you know, we all know ultimately kind of what's healthy and unhealthy, but then you have to go a step further and say, is my body reactive or non-reactive? So like this mom, she was reactive to dairy. She was reactive to eggs where somebody else may be able to eat eggs and they don't have anything that happens. So if you're for sure. So what a great story. I love that. And I love that you're just, you know, you were listening to your patients. And I think that that's super important as practitioners. The number one thing to do is you need to listen, right? Because that's where all the clues in the Yeah. Believe it or not, I think people might find this hard to believe, but when we are, when we're in training, we are trained, it's ingrained in us that we should have a really good idea of what the diagnosis is before we ever lay hands on a patient or do any testing. I mean, we should be getting, and I, the, the, my professors when I was in medical school really did such a good job of making us practice, you know, really dig in on our history taking and that's, so I, I, I feel like it's when we're under, when we understand even that bigger picture with nutrition, with mind, body, with stress, really incorporating the whole aspect of the person and the body that it just, we really can have those nice, those beautiful, long lasting results and not just for the kids, but for the whole family. Right. I, I know that you see this as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, I mean, the reality is over 50% of children now have some type of chronic illness, which is crazy to think, right? But with those chronic illnesses, parents end up going from doctor to doctor to doctor, trying to figure out what's going on. What are some of these illnesses that are, I know you said earlier, some that you see quite a bit, but those that you see quite a bit of that you talked about earlier, which ones respond well to nutritional and like integrative approaches? Do you have any examples of those? Yeah, absolutely. So the it's in, in conventional medicine, we actually call these illnesses, the allergy March. So we know them as eczema, chronic runny nose, allergies, asthma, and these kids often have bumps on the back of their arms And the other downstream impacts of the inflammation that we get from that are constipation or loose stools, belly pain, often with that nasal congestion, we'll have mouth breathing and snoring, again, those big dark circles under the eyes. So those are really the ones that respond so beautifully. And the way that I explain it is we, everybody, we think of inflammation We think about a sprained ankle, right? A big swollen joint, really red, puffy, warm. And what happens when you sprain an ankle is you, our body sends a bunch of white blood cells to that area to repair the damaged tissue. And it takes a good three to six months, right? Until your ankle joint feels like itself again. And in the body, and especially in kids, kids are so resilient. Their bodies respond beautifully to this. And if we look at 
all the triggers of inflammation and we do the best we can in each category. And I'll tell you the five main triggers of inflammation. We are able to work over really a three to six month period of time and shifting things to get that healing. And then we don't have to be as strict. I don't even like the word, use the word strict with the diet, but we don't have to be as tight with it. And, but what the the goal is to really look and understand, okay, all of these symptoms are symptoms of inflammation. And in conventional medicine, we assign them diagnosis codes. And what we say is let's go in there and let's look at those triggers of inflammation. So the five main triggers of inflammation are food, environmental allergies, environmental toxins, infectious diseases, and stress. And so we're never going to be perfect in any one of those areas, but that's in my book. I talk through these and I talk you through how we evaluate those things. And you don't necessarily always need to go run out and get labs or anything like that done. But if you, if you start going through my book and I do a little, you know, I walk you through an assessment and really what are the kids eating we've got the most control over our food. So let's start there and let's do it with the whole family. And if you think about a cup of a cup and the water in the cup is the inflammation. When the water is overflowing, that's when we've got our runny nose and, and our constipation is worse and our, maybe we're wheezing and our eczema is flared. And so if we say, okay, we've got some environmental allergies, say we've got tree allergies, trees bloom in the spring, and maybe we also have a dairy sensitivity and we're eating a lot of sugar. So if we decrease the dairy and the sugar in the diet, and then when our seasonal allergens bloom, our cup of water is only about a fourth or a half full at baseline. And so then we're going to get that pollen and maybe our cup of water goes to where it's about three fourths full, but we're not necessarily going to be overflowing with the symptoms that we normally are getting. So it's not right. We, we don't, we, I, I, I would never claim that we cure all of these things. What I do, what we do is we work to get the body so that we're eating the food that's right for our bodies and we're understanding this, this inflammatory concept so we can make our cells and our systems as healthy as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, um, yeah. And one of the ways that I explain it, especially to the adults is they'll come in and they have more sensitivities. Okay. I always used to be able to eat this. Now I can't anymore. I used to be able to do this and now I can't anymore. And I just explained to them like, like how you use the cup of water that as we age, our inflammation levels, as they keep creeping up, right. At any age, your body, there becomes a certain point where it, they can't, it can't manage all the other things. So then your body's expressing all these symptoms and the inflammation that's going on. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break and share with you my book, Stop Bullying Yourself. Identify your inner bully and get out of your own way and enjoy greater health, wealth, happiness, and success. This book is available at happyholeyou.com. And when you place your order, I will also include a nice free gift, or you can actually get this book on Audible and I will read the book to you. So if you're looking for a good personal growth book, I would love for you to read this book. Give me a review and shoot me an email at info at happy whole you and let me know what you loved about the book. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's in once you, because once the inflammation is down, that means we've got really good, healthy cell walls. We've got nutrients flowing in and out of the cells nicely. And when we get cell breakdown, which we always have, you know, in our systems, we get more of a neutral or an anti-inflammatory impact. And it even goes for, so with, with viruses, whether it's the flu virus, the coronavirus, you know, the common cold, if we are walking around, and I think many Americans in particular, we are walking around like little inflammatory bombs. You can see people, a lot of people just look bloated. And if you add, one of my friends describes it like this. If you, it's like we're walking around like little gasoline tanks. And if you add the virus is the match and you just go, whoom, and you're going to get more sick and have a longer period of time recovering from an illness than somebody whose system is in balance and whose immune system is able to work optimally. You know, and we know with the coronavirus that the people who have been getting the most sick are the people who have a lot of excess inflammation. So it's a really great time to start paying a lot of attention to this. And I, I, I always talk about it, plan your health the same way you plan a trip, right? Think about the time and effort parents plan trips to Disney World or, right, to make it special for the kids. And let's start to look at the week, look at the year, the month, the year. How are we going to make sure that we have things planned out so we can keep ourselves healthy? Yeah, oh, for sure. What are your three favorite anti-inflammatory foods? Oh, I love them. So I would actually go, the, the, the one thing that I love to do first off, because I like to add things before we do too much removing. And oh, I reach into the choir. I call it the add-in method. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Because you've got to squeeze out when you increase the good, there's less room for the bad. So I always say just, just change breakfast. So if we could ditch the cereal and milk, or the waffles or the toaster treats and do a green smoothie. So you can do, and when, if the kids are picky, you just load it, you do more fruit at first, and then maybe you do one leaf of spinach or one, you know, leaf of lettuce or little microgreens. That's what our health coach, she she calls it the beginner smoothie and you load it with the fruit. And then, and then as they're liking it, Then you start to decrease the fruit, you increase the greens, and you start adding, maybe you do a half a teaspoon of chia seed or flaxseed or hemp seed, and you're getting phytonutrients from the fruits and the vegetables. You're getting fats and fiber and a little bit of protein from chia, flax, or hemp seed. And the fiber that's in that smoothie is the those are the prebiotics. Those are the food that help feed the good bacteria in the gut. And I know you have an educated audience, as you shared with me, and that, you know, we have, it's the diversity of the bacteria in the gut that plays one of the biggest roles in our overall health. And so we, we really focus on digestion, digestion, digestion in our practice, because that's how we don't, necessarily want to be reliant on supplements. And we absolutely use supplements as tools and as keys. And, you know, we have our foundational supplements that that I think most kids do need to be on. Um, and we want to make sure they're going to digest and absorb those if we are going to use supplements. So that restoring proper digestion is key. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Every morning, my kids actually they start off with a smoothie. And I stuff in all the the green leafy vegetables and mixed greens. I get the organic big bag at Costco for like three to four dollars. Super inexpensive. Yep. And we'll sometimes I'll add some blueberries, a quarter of a banana. It just depends on if they want it more fruity that day or they actually like this coffee shake I make. I know it sounds crazy. It's not, there's no caffeine in it, but it has a little bit of coffee flavor to it. And so it's just great, you know, that they're used to that now for the morning. Yes. Oh. And the beauty of that coffee flavor, right, is that it's a bitter and yes. that bitter activates the gallbladder, right? And the bile from the gallbladder is going to do more to keep the digestive tract in balance than any supplement we could ever use. It took, you know, it took a while to get, to get my kids okay with it. But one of the things that I always share with my kids is I'm like, you don't have to like it, but you just have to eat it. And then we talk about how it impacts our cells and how it's like a little army fighting to keep them healthy. And when I explain it to them like that, there's like, there's no problem, you know? And so it just, it just takes time and consistently reintroducing kids to see those vegetables and those fruits that everyone else. I love that. And and it's so, that's so powerful that you're doing that at this age, because then that helps them build up their sensitivity. They, they understand how their body reacts to food. And that's something that I don't think most people are aware of. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting that that's, you know, food is what fuels us every single day, but yet it's like the afterthought, right? Like, it's like, oh, I don't even know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Oh, we'll just run through and grab food here. And it's, and you're right. Like, it's like planning a trip. Like that should be what we are planning every day. Like, okay, what is it that we're going to have to fuel our body? And I think that once we start looking at it as fuel for our body, it becomes a whole different, different mm-hmm. narrative in our head. So yeah. Oh, so good. So, okay. If families which I think everybody should go out and get your book. When they get that book, how can they have, so they're reading the book, a parent is reading the book and they're like, okay, I'm reading the book, but like, how do I get more additional support? How can they get additional support with reading the book? Yeah. So in the book, so it's healthy kids, happy moms, and it's seven steps to heal and prevent common childhood illnesses. And it's really three books in one. So the first, the 10 chapters are the science, case studies and it's their short chapters there we have it's it's a full color book there are great visuals it's easy to read i've had people message me that they read the whole thing in a day it's also on audible but then the second section is the how to so this is exactly the step by step and one of the chapters is how to get ready and how to i really want you to engage the kids engage your whole family make it fun and then the third section are the recipes. And then I also have a big appendix where I have lots of other resources. So I have the book and then we have a really lovely closed Facebook group. It's called Dr. Kilbane's Healthy Kids, Happy Moms Book Club. I've always envisioned this as moms getting together and doing it, maybe, you know, maybe getting together once a month and reading either a chapter at a time or, you know, however it works for you all but so that you have support and you can talk to one another. And that's what the the book club is also there to share your wins and, you know, get support and guidance. And then we have the companion course will be coming out in in the next month, probably four to six weeks. 
And that also is really great. So I originally wrote the book, it was 120,000 words. And we had to cut it down. The publisher is like, you got to, you know, 65,000 words. So the course is the other 60,000 words that I couldn't include in the book, but it's, it's really great. You know, it's just me talking you through everything. And um, so lots of resources and my website is SheilaKilbane.com. I, we have, you know, information and videos and things like that. And you all, you can do this. And and to your point earlier is that, you know, your child better than anyone else. And yes, you always want to get guidance and talk to your doctor about what you're doing. And a part of what I want to do with the book is to build parents confidence in their ability to guide their child and their family's health. Yes. So good. And what would, so what would you say to a parent who has been going to doctor to doctor and they can't figure out why their kid's crabby and, you know, why their kid is always having a runny nose and having all these things going on? What would you say it should be their first step? So in the book, the very first thing that we do is I call it a mini cleanse for kids and it's real and it's super simple and it's not, you know, it's not like the whole 30 or anything. All you're doing is you're going to, you're going to add a green smoothie in and we start each there are, we do it over seven days or you could do it, you know, a week a piece. And the first thing you do is you take out the sugary drinks. So if they're doing sodas, if they're doing a lot of juices, just straight up fruit juices from concentrate have almost as much sugar as a soda. And then we're going to decrease artificial dyes and colors. And then we're going to move on to decreasing packaged snacks and see if we can do, you know, a fruit, a vegetable, nut seeds, if your kids can handle those. Um, And then we're going to talk about processed meats. So hot dogs, deli meats, things like that. And then we talk about processed fats. So every time we eat out, we're eating food that is cooked in really cheap pro-inflammatory oils. And just by eating more at home, you're going to eliminate that aspect of things. And then the last day is just getting outside more and getting off of screens, running around, getting outside barefooted if you can, playing. <laughs> nothing, nothing that we can do in a physician's office will mimic what exercise and time outside and good sunshine does for the body and the mind and to keep everything functioning well. God, I think too, it's important to recognize that all those processed meats are a top tier, uh, considered carcinogenic, the World Health Organization, which is, which is crazy. People don't know that. I think the other um, important thing, and you know, this is how I parent my kids. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But one of the things is I never really gave my kids an option. I'm like, okay, you need to, you need to eat this. Right. I didn't say, oh, would you like this? Right. Like I didn't, it just said, you need to eat this and this. And then, you know, we go from there. And a lot of times parents will just focus on the meat, like, oh, just eat your meat. Whereas I've taken the approach where my kids, I'm like, you need to eat your vegetables first. So that's kind of the approach that I've taken. But I know every parent, you know, we're all different and our kids are all different. And you have to find what works for you. But these are such great tips. And starting with the diet is so important and getting outside and exercising. Yes. And I, I want to couple uh, piggyback on what you said about, 
getting, it's how you approach it. And I always talk about it. Moms, for the most part, are the leaders in the home and leading the charge with this sort of thing. And the it's you set the tone and it's the conviction that you bring to this, which is why I have the book, because it's you can't be convicted about something if you don't really understand the why behind it. And it's also we you know, I even have a link that I can send people where you can do bulk orders because I want grandparents to read it. I want the, you know, if there are babysitters or caregivers or other people in the kids world so that they understand what and why we're doing all of this. And and moms, you know, a mom who has made up her mind is going to make anything happen. And it's the the kids are going to fall suit. And if they're picky eaters, you just go slow. We don't want the kids you know, we do have this obesity epidemic and a lot of time, a lot of the kids I see in my practice actually need to gain weight. And we do not ever want to take out foods if the kids are low weight or losing weight. You, you definitely want to work with someone you want to, we want to open the palate up and add foods in before we start to restrict things that we know the kids will eat. Yeah, that's so great. And, and those of that are listening, you can actually email info at happy you and I'll send you a calendar. It's called the add in method and it gives you 52 weeks of what you can add in. And I think it'd be great to use that with Dr. Phil Bain's book where you can track what you're adding. And then the other thing, just a little tip out there, um, parents is trying to make sure you're not calling this a diet. Right. Because I know Dr. Kilbane, this is, you really want this to be a lifestyle shift. Yes. And um, when we use the word diet, there can be so many, you know, as kids grow up, you know, I never, my kids don't hear the word diet. It's just how, right. So we just don't want that negative reaction with diet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for bringing that up. That's, a hundred percent. And I don't ever even talk about losing weight with kids. We just talk about let's, let's fuel our bodies is let's do what's right for our system. And that's, that's, that I think is the best way to move forward. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me today. Can you let everyone know where they could reach you on social media and your website one more time? And we'll put it also in the show notes. Yeah. So my website is SheilaKilbane.com and it's S-H-E-I-L-A-K-I-L-B-A-N-E. And you can click anywhere on the website and you'll see the link to the book. And we've got some great free downloads and extra information and the, and you can buy the book anywhere books are sold. But if you go to the website, we have links everywhere. And on social media, I'm on Facebook, Sheila Kilbane MD, and Instagram, the same thing, Sheila Kilbane MD. And you can, on the website, you can also sign up for our newsletter. And I, I have a brick and mortar practice in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we do, you know, we, 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 you just, you would, you would call the office to talk about if you felt like you needed more. Um, one-on-one help. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to continuing to follow you on social media because you give out so many great tips. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. 
Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Holy You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happyholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Holy You on Facebook and at Happy Holy You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.